1: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
0: Well, hello and welcome to the COV, Andrew joining Scuddy, Scuddy, g'day. Uh, Look, let's first start with a bit of economic news because the RBA meeting and um, they sort of surprised everyone, didn't they really?
1: Yeah, everyone was going insane. Oh, the reversal of the QE reduction. And then the RBA's like, it's just a pothole the a brighter, broader economy uh, recovery that we're expecting the years ahead. So, uh, no, holding the... Uh holding the, uh, the, the current uh, status quo for the time being. So yeah, we'll be tapering uh, come uh, you know the start of uh, November. So really interesting you no know, mindset. Uh, lots of uh, revisions to the forecast, of course. Near term, expecting the, obviously going to be an impact. But longer term, uh, talking about unemployment rate by the end of 2023 at 4%. Uh, no talking about uh, an increase in underlying inflation to within its uh, target bane. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and economic growth though, rebounding quite strongly as well to an above-trend pace, as you expect, given the, uh, the increase in uh, inflation and declining unemployment rate expected. So... Um Keeping the pretty optimistic tone, which is uh, impressive. Suddenly, of course, the uh, the market's a little bit off guard. Though we were expecting very, very dovish commentary coming through.
0: Yeah. Okay. So hang on. Let's just break this down. Then, what's their reasoning? Because obviously, we know the significant impact that lockdowns are having, particularly in Sydney. We know we're uh, heading for a uh, negative growth this quarter. There is the potential for a recession come December. However, what the RBA is saying, once we get out, we'll bounce back quickly.
1: Yeah, all the ingredients are in place and I completely agree with the RBA and whether it's going to be a reduction of $1 billion or they're going to keep it at the same pace, an extra billion dollars per week of QE would do nothing, absolutely nothing. So I'm glad that they're not keeping an optimistic assessment moving forward. It can be flexible with that, uh, but there's already so much stimulus in place. Like We sit here, we work on a finance news channel and we're talking about the uh, the ASX 200 uh, trading to all-time highs, uh, up 14% year to date. Uh, that's giving you a pretty good indication as to what broader investment community is thinking uh, lies ahead when it comes to earnings and, uh, and activity when it comes to the corporate sector. So uh, the RBA is just reflecting what investors are thinking. So I'm pleased that the reaction function was automatically to go and uh, and get spooked and, uh, and and completely reverse what they announced just uh, less than a month ago.
0: Yeah, of course, you mentioned earnings season. It is now underway Locally, but uh, look at a bit of a mixed news, I guess, just as far as some of those companies reporting. And we, in fact, did end down today on the the broader market. But you take a look at the outperformer, of course, again, tech shares. No surprise, really, driven by Afterpay. What was it up? more than 12% today?
1: Yeah, look, the way it's going to be now, unless there's a counter offer coming through, that may explain why there was a little bit more of a bid in Afterpay shares today. Uh, Afterpay is just going to trade essentially what, uh, what Square does overnight with the currency adjustment because it essentially is Square shares now. So it's going to be interesting to see how Afterpay uh, interrelates with, uh, with Square Shares uh, over the next little bit. It was interesting to see what was going on with Zip. So, of course, Zip is the, uh, the the second largest Buy Now Pay Later name listed here in Australia. And there's lots of speculation, obviously, swirling around now that uh, any other e-commerce or payments type companies are looking at that potential company and saying, well, maybe that's where the fit lies. That's what some people are pre- presuming at this stage, given what we're seeing the price uh, reaction over the last couple of days. It will be interesting to see whether it takes place, though.
0: Yeah, and of course, as I said, this all comes on the eve. Or we'll, you know, we've actually already started reporting seasons. It's going to be interesting because we're just talking about that uncertainty as far as COVID and the lockdowns are concerned. All eyes are going to be on guidance. In fact, we heard from Dean Fergie from Sign Investment Management talking that uh, he's a bit concerned that uh, given that uncertain economic outlook that companies particularly small caps are going to be really reluctant to give any guidance at this point
1: yeah and how will the market treat that uh, No non-willingness to go and provide guidance will uh, will shares be sold down because there's not that uh, no certainty there of course we're talking about the IBA before and you know, what expectations are for earnings coming through do uh, corporate Australia does corporate Australia have the, uh, you know, the the confidence to go and provide some sort of certainty well that's going to be intriguing I can't wait to go and see how the subsequent share price reaction is when we see these earnings reports start to come through
0: yeah another issue, of course, with uh, COVID is the transport sector. We know, particularly as far as airlines, uh, Qantas announcing today it's going to stand down 2,500 workers. Uh, clearly, it's having a huge impact. However, their forecast is that they'll be back to pre-COVID capacity by December. That sounds really optimistic at this point.
1: Yes. <laughs> I was going to say something else. I have to go and check. Uh, I think people who know me well enough will know exactly what I was thinking. Uh, look... <laughs> Total optimism maybe is the best way to go and describe that politely. Uh, I reckon there's somewhere between nil and none of that occurring. Uh, biggest concern for me is what's going to go happen when it comes to uh, those state border restrictions, even if we go and reach this uh, 80% threshold of the adult population being vaccinated, which looks incredibly unlikely to me by the end of this year. Uh, to say it'll be back above... Uh, pre-COVID levels uh, by that stage, I think, is some uh, buckleys and none.
0: Yeah, mind you, those uh, various state governments now putting down the marker as far as their targets are concerned, that's obviously a positive. Whether they'll reach them is another matter altogether. You're
1: a roper, Do you reckon Mark McGowan's going uh, to actually uh, be willing to go and open up and, uh, and see that virus come through? No. Exactly right.
0: All right. Don't make any holiday plans. Are uh, you listening, Qantas? Uh, all right. So let's just check in with our stock of the day. Something a little different today, uh, spread, not a, a buy, hold or a sell recommendation. In fact, uh, Koshy was joined by Mark Morland from Team Invest and Scott Phillips from Motley Fool to take a look at the company. In fact, it ended down uh, around 12%. That's after updating the market that's saying it's uh, successfully completed its institutional entitlement offer, raising $81 million. So, Scott's saying, uh, "Well, if you like the points bet story and uh, you want more in your portfolio, then um, then go for it." But Mark isn't convinced. Let's have a listen. If you do like the story still, if you like points bet, if you still like the idea, and you feel like you want more in your portfolio, no brokerage, discount to the current price. Frankly, you're already wearing the share price fall of today. So I wouldn't be adverse to anyone taking up more shares as long as. You manage your portfolio as long as you understand your risk profile and assuming you're still happy with the company's value after the book build i think it's probably a good idea to take up those rights
1: since it's been listed and as i said it's only got two years it's been pretty sorry from an earnings point of view so they lost 23 percent of their capital last year however sales have been growing strongly since they launched and they're actually growing at 118 percent a year so the theory would be and i'm sure this would be the the reason that people who have shares in it would consider Taking up the uh, rights issue is that they will get to profit based on their uh, their sales growth. You know, yeah. so if sales keeps growing strongly, there's probably no reason why they shouldn't get to profit. I, I think their their record so far doesn't look at all inspiring to me. Uh, but if you if you believe that the uh, uh, the commentary from the company and where they're going, I agree with Scott. You probably would take it if you thought if you still believe it. But that's what you'd have to do. There's no way I would buy this. It's not a company that Team Invest would consider.
0: So there we go. That's the view of Mark and Scott in relation to points bet. As I said, ending down significantly today. Scotty, um, just more economic news. Just as far as what's going on in the property sector, uh, residential building approvals falling six point seven percent.
1: Yeah, home builder. The unwind is now uh, obviously been seen a lot in that uh, that data. So particularly acute declines when it comes to those single standing private sector dwellings or houses in mean, layman's terms, uh, which is not that surprising, but you look at the amount of work which is still yet to be started, uh, let alone that's being conducted right now, and it is just oodle. So uh, with uh, with the restruct- uh, construction industry at the moment, uh, going to be a lot of residue work going on around the country for a, a long time. Yet it was uh, really interesting to see as well. We also got uh, the flow of housing credits. So uh, housing finance data was also released today. And for the first time uh, in since eons, uh, we actually saw the owner-occupier housing finance finance went and declined a little bit over the space of the month investors though not a huge increase but it has been rising rapidly up another 0.7 percent looking at the commentary from the rba today in uh, in the august policy statement there was not a change of word one iota was changed it was completely identical but i wonder with this increase that we're seeing in investor activity around the country, because we're seeing so much strength coming through in housing prices and we know that the flow of credit is really important when it comes to dictating where that moves in the months ahead, I wonder whether there's going to be some sort of uh, macro pro that's targeting the investor community. Very interesting today as well, the RBNZ flagged the potential to go and increase debt-to-income limits. So basically, I you know uh, how much can be borrowed based on your existing debt held. Uh, and that will be really interesting because that would go and snuff out a lot of those investor borrowers. So keep a watching that space, but uh, it was intriguing to see that uh, that dichotomy in the data.
0: Yeah, you make a good point just as how instructive perhaps uh, what's going on in New Zealand at the moment, given they tend to be a little ahead of us. What uh, happens in
1: New Zealand doesn't yeah, stay in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, yeah but also uh, interesting just as far as the investors are concerned, you're starting to see a little heat build up in the apartment market too. That's been lagging. Uh, clearly, because investors haven't seen particularly yields there at the moment, and and that remains uh, uncertain because obviously we don't have any immigration at this point. Traditionally, that's what you need as far as you know building momentum in the apartment markets concerned.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder what's going to happen when that uh, we actually have the international border open, whether it's in the year twenty twenty seven or later. <laughs> who knows? At this stage. But uh, this, the ability for foreigners to go and buy into, and particularly those bigger housing markets, particularly Sydney, uh, no, the lower echelons of the, uh, the market in terms of price range, they're going to be a struggle for like the, for a lot of people. So I wonder what's going to happen with that, uh, that lower price point where we get a big bid kick up when we see those international borders open. Yeah, well, that seems to be the commentary
0: at this point that might, might flatten a little, and then you'll see that growth absolutely bound out of the blocks as soon as that border reopens. But... We have no idea when that is going to be. Yeah. However, we do have an idea as far as uh, company results are concerned, because reporting season is continuing. We'll get much more scuddy tomorrow, of course.
1: Yeah, guy, looking forward to. I uh, know it's so uh, we're we're just in the flatlands at the moment, so it's the, uh, the sprinter's jersey, the green jersey, which is dominating. But uh, the king of the mountains is coming up next. Uh, next couple of weeks is going to be chaotic. So looking forward to everything that that brings. It's uh, it's always a challenging time, but a really rewarding time here at Osbiz. That's right. We're always going for gold. Always going for gold. That's it. Number one. Scuddy, good one. Have a great evening. See you tomorrow.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part?